welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary for Saturday the 22nd of July 2017. I've just in the last quarter of an hour finished writing today's 5,000 words. It's actually uh, 5,049 words, to be absolutely precise. I just came in over the uh, finishing line there, uh, 49 words extra. It's interesting, I always write slightly more than my 5,000 words. And at the moment, the book tally after three full writing days is running at 15,894. So although I'm aiming for a 50,000 word book, a very easy to pick up and read book, um, I will actually probably hit about 52, 53,000 words by the time I finished. Today's writing went, well, I had a little wobble this week and I, I just a little panic about whether the story had legs. And by saying, has it got legs? I need to make a story of 50,000 words out of this. And I was just thinking, "Mm, have I restricted myself with the location here? Am I going to be able to pace this out? And uh, I am going to. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be fine after today's writing, because in actual fact, I was trying to hit certain plot points today and was unable to. And that makes me think, oh, this is fine. If I'm I'm not able to hit those plot points, I I need slightly more words, slightly more uh, plot there, then I think I'm going to be fine with this. So I'm feeling a lot better. But the summer holidays have begun. So my writing session today, um, I write in hour long stints. And actually, I I now write in three hour long stints. And within that hour, I write 1700 words. uh, And that's my 5000 odd words done during the day. So today, my wife was out the door, I started writing, I did 945 till 1045. Um, had a packet of crisps and a cup of tea, wrote from 11 till 12. My son finished school at 12.15, so I jumped in the car, was waiting for him at 12.15. I think I got back to it. I had a chat with the kids because I now got all three kids at home for summer. And then I did the last um, hour of writing before my wife came home. My wife's just come home. She's having a cup of tea, so I'm recording this and keeping out of the way while she comes around from a day at work. So um, that means the summer holidays have begun. Um, I got my, that's my last sort of undis- dis- undisturbed writing day uh, for the next six weeks now because uh, my wife works part-time term time. She's home now for six weeks. In fact, I'm the only one who's going out to work <laughs> three days a week. Darn. <laughs> How did I get the short straw there? So I got, you know, oldest child is um, waiting to go to university in September. Middle child is waiting for A-level results. Um, isn't, is supposed to be taking a year out, but may well end up sort of saying, all right, I'm off to university if he gets his results. And, and youngest child is back to school at the beginning of September. So I have four people at home now and the writing gets more difficult. I get a little bit more uh, antsy about it because in the way that I always write when the house is, is empty and everybody's at work or at school, I can't do that for the next six weeks, even though I've allocated writing days. So often what I've tended to do over the summer is get up early. I, I do wake up quite early over summer. And so rather than trying to get back to sleep, if I wake at five, I'll probably be up and I'll probably have the majority of my words written by the time the family are up. And I usually just leave myself with one hour long stint 
because I know I'm going to get that done over the course of a day in spite of any distractions. So it does get a little bit more difficult for me um, at, at this time. But last year, I, I, I did it last summer, and I'm sure I will this year. You've just got to have this rigid discipline. It's a writing day. The door gets locked. You know, this is what I'm doing today. And you've got to avoid those distractions. So um, one fatal error, my thriller, my third thriller of the year is, is progressing well. Uh, you know, no, no difficulties so far. If I have anything to tell you about that, uh, I'll let you know. But um, the story progresses. Um, lots of general news to share with you this week. General self-publishing author news. Um, I was supposed last weekend. I don't think I mentioned actually. I also wrote five thousand words last Saturday as well. Um, I think when I left last week's diary, I'd said, "Oh, I hope to get some words written on Saturday." So. I've given myself as strong an entry into the summer holidays as I can with 15,000 words already written. Anyhow, back to MailerLite. Um, I've been with GetResponse for years. So I, I've been email marketing since about 2008, 2009. I've just tried everything and I, I've settled with GetResponse. Probably been with them, must be at least four years, maybe more than that. You know, four or five years, something like that. And they were the service I settled on when I, I sort of exited internet marketing. And um, I haven't changed since then. I've been quite happy with GetResponse. The price has been fine. The service has been fine. But I have now transitioned fully to MailerLite. Now, last weekend, I was supposed to be going through the final read of my MailChimp Unboxed nonfiction book. To be honest with you, I was distracted. I'd done, I'd done a day's, I'd done that writing. I'd done 5,000 words on Saturday. And to be honest with you, I just didn't feel like doing more sort of writing and more sustained work. So, I ditched that and I shuffled my diary round. So um, I'm recording this on Thursday. I got a day off with the family. If it doesn't pour it down with rain, I got a day out with the family on Friday. And then that'll mean I come to do, finishing off MailChimp Unbox Saturday and Sunday uh, fresh. And I wasn't fresh last weekend because I'd written on the Saturday. And so I thought, you know, this is fine. I'm just going to shuffle my jobs round. And instead, I fully transitioned from Get Response to MailerLite. Now, I had a deadline on this because my Get Response annual, annual renewal was about to come up in, in, in August, about week two or three of August. So I knew I was on a deadline with this. I had to get this done. And uh, what, I, what I did then is I moved all my automation emails, all my follow-up emails that I'd pre-written. I've now moved those all over to MailerLite. I've got about, I think it's about eight lists in MailerLite. Each list has automations done on it. I also completely reviewed. I'm using Thrive Themes a lot now. I really like it for, for WordPress and, and, and marketing. It's ever, ever so good. And um, I refreshed all of my, I had to refresh my connections because they were, of course, connected to GetResponse. I've now connected them to MailerLite. But also I did actually quite a lot of refreshing work or refresh work uh, when I was in Thrive Themes. And I've spruced up all of my propositions and my emails. And it's been it was a really good weekend last weekend, even though I was, I was a little bit, uh, again, antsy. I use that word again because I hadn't done what I was supposed to be doing, but it was actually tremendously productive. So all my email marketing now, I've closed down GetResponse. It's, I've just, I've terminated the account. All the um, subscribers have been moved over to MailerLite now. Uh, I am in MailerLite. All my automations have been set up in MailerLite. I've done it properly. It's set up properly. So that, that's good. And also, I revisited Thrive Themes. So every website that I have now has a, has a, an email marketing proposition on it 
to start building email lists. And I, you know, I've been a little bit uh, slack about that over this transition period, but I, I need to get on top of the marketing. So I am pleased that I've got that done now. Um, loving MailerLite. Um, it's very, very simple to use them. The automations were fine. I always add myself to lists so I can see the automations. It's funny, even however much I check the the pre-written emails, I always make mess ups with it. And it's only if I send those emails to myself and read them one day at a time that I spot the mess up. So I, when I set the automations up, I subscribe to my own lists. So I'm slightly ahead of anybody else who's on, on that automation list. So if I have made a mess up, I can fix the emails. So uh, it feels good to be fully in MailerLite now. And it's very, very cost effective. Um, I've, I've prepaid for the year uh, up to 10,000 subscribers and I fully intend to get that list up to 10,000 subscribers or more over the course of the next uh, couple of months so I can do some proper marketing with a dedicated email list. Um, I took part in a promotion this month. It's the first uh, uh, promotion from this site that I've ever done, and it was really good. The site is called Authors XP Promotion. And I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to say, you know, I'm terrible at reading the instructions. I signed up for this ages ago. Um, I can't remember where I found it. Probably heard about it on a podcast. I read about it on a blog. It's Authors XP Promotion. I'll put it on the resources page for, for this particular uh, podcast diary. But um, essentially what you do is I paid, can't remember how much it was. It was no more than $20. I paid to take part in a, in a giveaway promotion for sci-fi. And I I've did this ages ago. And they actually haven't done a sci-fi promotion for a while. Um, but what happens is they say, right, we're doing a sci-fi promotion on this day. I was already paid up. So I was automatically entered to the promotion. And then this promotion happened in the last week or so. And, uh, you know, I'm embarrassed to say that I hadn't really read any of the details. I wasn't really sure what my commitment was for this giveaway. Um, and so I emailed the person who runs the site and was a little bit embarrassed when I got the reply <laughs> to say, basically, haven't you read the instructions? And I hadn't. Uh, but anyhow, all it was is that, um, essentially, they give you a nice graphic. There are about 30 people. I think there were 28 in this giveaway, this sci-fi giveaway. We all send it to our mailing lists. And then what happens is, is that Authors XP collect the mailing list and they share it with all of us. And we then import it into MailerLite. So um, they sent me 509 leads. I must have been one of the top promoters, actually, now I think about it. They sent me 509 leads from that giveaway event. And I added about 400 to MailerLite, which means that about 100 and you know, 109 of them were mine. So I must have been one of the, the heavy promoters. If you think there were 20, 28 taking part, I must have sent quite a lot of traffic to that because I also promoted it on social media as well. Um, so, so effectively it was $20 for 400 leads. Now compare that to Facebook ads. That's really good. I'm going to do that again. That worked really well. Um, interestingly also that the lady who runs the promotion, when she sent us those 509 leads as an Excel spreadsheet, she said, look, what you mustn't do is import these. And then all of a sudden, you know, 28 of you are emailing those people at once. Just give them some breathing space so you'll get lots of unsubscribes. I thought it was really good advice, actually. So I haven't emailed those people yet. I've just imported them into my MailerLite database and they'll get an email, you know, at some point in the next couple of weeks, or I'll add them to the automations at some point. So Authors XP, give it a try. I'm going to try it for Thrillers next because I was completely happy with that as a result. $20, 400 leads. I can't do the maths. Hang on, let's get the calculator out because it's terrible. Uh, I've been writing all day. I've got an excuse. Uh, what, what is that? Hang on, 400. Oh, I'm making a right old pig zero. This $20, share 400 leads equals, oh, right, there you go. 0.05, is that cents? 
What is that? Whatever it is. So not very much, basically, and much cheaper than Facebook ads. So that works for me. Uh, it's also an alternative to Instafreebie. You'll have heard me say that, you know, much as I love Instafreebie and think it's fantastic, what you do find with Instafreebie is that you're recycling the same kind of readers after a little while. And the great thing about XP is it, it means that I was going to a new place to graze to get some new subscribers. Um, I'm taking part in a couple of events. I'm booked in for three events, two for 2017 and one for 2018. These are events that I'm speaking at. And uh, it's always nice to take part in the Borderlines event, which takes uh, place in Carlisle. And I'm doing a three-hour workshop, uh, and it's paid, um, which, again, is part of my author income, just to stress that, that, that often, certainly at the beginning of our careers, we can't make our full amount of money from the books. So um, these are paid events. Uh, all, all three events are paid speaking events. One is paid in kind, in that I'm getting a free uh, what am I getting? Free ticket and just paying for my room, something like that, um, for one of the events. But uh, this one is paid, um, three-hour uh, self-publishing workshop. It's nice to be able to do one that's just up the road that I can walk to, and that's the Borderlines event. And they've just um, published the the full diary now. I think the tickets are available from August, so I shall start. You'll start if you follow me on Twitter. You'll see me um, flogging that, <laughs> flogging it, promoting it, I should say, um, in a couple of weeks' time. But essentially, that's going to be a local Carlisle-based audience. So, um, and, it, and we filled nice and quickly last year. Hopefully, we will this year. And it's good because there's just a lot of interest in self-publishing at the moment. I booked in a couple of podcast guests this week. Um, Colin Shelbourne. Now, again, Colin Shelbourne is a local author. He's somebody that I've done um, some business work with. Um, you know, corporate work. He's attended. I think he's attended. Uh, certainly one of my training events, and I've done some one-to-one -one work with him as well. And um, I didn't realise when we were doing some one-to-one -one work down in Kendall a uh, month or so ago, I, I always I always knew Colin as a cartoonist. And I knew he did, he did, he did illustrations. I hadn't realised what a great back catalogue of books he'd got uh, from a traditional industry. And um, chatting to him, uh, Colin's got a fascinating past in that, you know, as a cartoonist and illustrator, he was just telling me about the days when they used to actually, the artist actually, as, as an artist, he used to go to the printer and check the the kind of print run on the books to make sure that the ink colorization was right. And it was a fascinating conversation. I thought, uh, Colin, I've got to talk to you for the podcast. You've got so many, you know, interesting stories to tell me. Uh, but also for anybody who wants to get their book illustrated, because this is what Colin does, he can explain to me what you need to give an illustrator, how the illustrations come, all these details about book illustration. So Colin's booked in. And um, also I was pleased and flattered actually um, to have Dave Chesson from Kindlepreneur.com, Kindlepreneur.com, um, contact me and say, uh, you know, can I come on the podcast? And Dave has been sort of on my radar for a long time. I've, I follow Kindlepreneur for a long time and, and follow Dave and you know, Dave's someone I, I rate and I've listened to on other podcasts. Um, and, and so it was a kind of a meeting at the right time, really. Dave contacted me. He was on my radar. So I said, you know, yes, I, I'd love to have you on the podcast and chat. Dave, I know he's also penciled in for the 20 books to 50K event, which is taking place in the UK uh, February 3rd and 4th. I'll talk to you about that in a moment or two. So again, the purpose of my podcast is not only to get a variety of people on at different stages of their self-publishing careers, to talk to me and therefore to you about what they're up to so that we could all share the tips and their learning. 
uh, but also it's great for networking. So you know, clearly I'm talking to Craig Martell, who's one of the guys organizing that London event, I'm talking to Craig in a couple of weeks time, talking to Dave too. But clearly one of the purposes of running a podcast like this is networking with uh, other authors. And it would be great to think that by the time I head off to London, you know, several months time for this 20 books event, um, that I'm going to know lots of people there. So, um, you know, when, when we do networking, when we meet people on social media, it's not, you know, it's not just to chat and share cat videos. It's also a really important part of networking. So always bear that in mind. Try and network as effectively as you can using the tools you've got, which these days, frankly, is usually something like Twitter or Facebook. So really looking forward to recording uh, those interviews over the next couple of weeks. Um, I also recorded an interview um, with Emily Burnett in Spain. Um, Emily is based in Mallorca or Mallorca. Um, and uh, actually, it's fascinating, a great uh, chat, really enjoyed talking. Um, Emily has been traditionally published in the time, in the past. And, and let me tell you, she shares the, the whole painful truth about that experience and my, if my draw, my jaw could literally drop, then it literally dropped when she told me how much money she made from her traditional publishing deals, it, it, including, um, one of the wings of, of HarperCollins. It, it, her experience is, is stunning. If you have ever wanted to be traditionally published and you think, Oh no, self publishing is not for me. I won't make any money. You, you know, on this podcast that, you know, I always say to you, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I'm a failing self-published author. You know, I make money every month, but nowhere near enough um, to live in. I would consider myself a struggling, struggling self-publishing author. But even in my mediocre career, um, it shocked me to find that I've made much more money than Emily did to date um, with her traditional publishing. She's now self-publishing and loves it and loves the way the money comes in. Now, Emily, I think he's going to be, because she's got this massive validation from the, you know, from, from, from agents and traditional environment. I think she's going to be, I think she's going to be huge when she finds her audience in self-publishing. But uh, you've got to listen to that um, podcast if you aspire to be traditionally published. It, you, the figures are stunning that she gives us. So, uh, so that's Emily Burnett. Now, um, Emily, I discovered, listens to this podcast whilst washing up. And <laughs> interestingly, um, Alison, who was on last week's podcast, Alison Ingleby, and um, Alison also listens whilst washing up. So um, I'd love to know how you listen to the podcast, because I also got a tweet this week from Nathan Burrows. Uh, Nathan's also a UK listener. And, and Nathan was listening while doing a training run this week. So he was listening to my podcast recording with Alison Ingleby while he was doing a training run. So um, I'd love to know how and where you're listening to the podcast and if you want to send me a photo or tweet it to me that'd be fantastic I'd love to share that um you know on my twitter screen on my twitter stream and actually on the podcast page but it did make me think if so many people listen to me while they're washing up you know perhaps we ought to get a self-publishing journeys tea towel and pinafore for listeners maybe I should add that to the patreon account uh, you know, maybe maybe that's what it needs to incentivize people to, you know, to support the podcast. A self-publishing journey's tea towel and pinafore so that you can listen to the podcast while you're doing the washing up. So it's a, you see, I usually listen to podcasts. I listen when I'm exercising, when I am exercising, which I need to be taking up soon because it's on my planning board. And um, I listen in the car usually, and I listen walking into work. But um, I don't, uh, we have a dishwasher, so I don't, I don't do the washing up. Um, 
I'm spared that particular activity because of the dishwasher. Um, so uh, where do you listen? Do let me know. <laughs> and are you part of a washing up club of which Emily and Alison appear to be uh, founder members? Okay, uh, I mentioned the 20 books to 50k London event. Don't get mixed up because there's a Las Vegas uh, event too. Hopefully one of these days I'll be a a successful enough author to go to LA to event to attend an event like that. Uh, but I'm going to London uh, on the 3rd and 4th of February. Now, I just want to be really clear about this. Um, I think this is the event to go to if you are an indie author in the UK, or you can easily fly to Heathrow Airport. I can't think of a better event with more movers and shakers there than this event. Uh, and I can't think that there's been one before. So really the only thing that's, that's like it in terms of gathering all that sort of talent, energy, that self-publishing community in one place is probably something like the London Book Fair. But of course the London Book Fair, you know, we're always on the sidelines. It's like, um, it's there predominantly for the traditional publishing industry. We're the afterthought. It's only because we, we all gather together and meet each other and it's a, a gathering place that that's such a good networking environment. So I think for my money, this is going to be the event. If you attend any self-publishing event in 2018, this is the one to go to. Okay, These are the guys who are making money. They're walking the walk. Uh, what's the word? Talking the talk, walking the walk, whatever it is, whatever the phrase is, you know what I mean? People making a lot of money from self-publishing. It's going to attract some of the big players um, in self-publishing as well. So if you can get there. Uh, it's going to be great for networking too. Now, it is quite expensive. Uh, it's in, in, in the south. It's a place just uh, near uh, Heathrow Airport. So it's dead easy to get to. I'm flying down. So I'm driving across from Carlisle to Newcastle, jumping in a plane. The plane is £45 there, £45 back, which is very comparable with the train. Um, I've done this before at Heathrow. I've been to internet marketing events at Heathrow where I went down to London and then took the shuttle trains out to Heathrow, which didn't really work for me. It's, you know, a long journey, a bit of a faff. So, um, I've decided to, uh, it works better for me to fly to Heathrow. I once spoke at an event, would you believe, as an internet marketer, uh, at one of the hotels in the environs of Heathrow. And I jumped on a BA flight at Newcastle and did it in a day, would you believe? You know, which is remarkable, really. So, um, I'm flying down. Um, you can fly there really easily. You know, don't, don't forget flying because internal flights within the country are actually quite cheap a lot of the time. It's a lot cheaper than, um, catching the plane, particularly if you book them ahead of time. Uh, and I did originally book actually at the hotel that they recommended, uh, where the event's being held. And I booked it on booking.com just to hold a place to make sure I got a room. And then I found something better. And I found something better at the travel lodge in, in the village just next to it. It's only about a five, 10 minute walk away. And of course, that also means that I can eat in the town rather than eating at the inflated hotel prices. So, um, the ticket for the event is £165 for two days. You know, if you've ever attended internet marketing events, that's peanuts. Let me tell you, I've paid a fortune to attend weekend events and 165 as, as a former internet marketer. Is just laughable to me. I don't think twice about it. When you think of the cost of hiring the room, putting on the sandwiches and all of that, it's, that's peanuts for a conference cost. It, it, it really is. Um, uh, it might not feel it as, a, as an author, but it is, believe me. And, um, the hotel accommodation costs, I think, are, are what are the prohibitive bit. Cause I think it's, a, is it 165 a night or something? It's really expensive to stay there overnight. So I, I, 145 maybe. I'm sure it was 290 for two nights when I booked in. Anyhow, I booked on booking.com just to make sure I got a place. I heard a tip 
that the travel lodge is the best place to go. And I've now booked three days in for 90 quid, 90 quid, 30 quid a night at the travel lodge just for a 10 minute walk. Um, so that's a massive cost saving. And I'll let you into a little secret. I did some web work for Craig Martell, the, the chap who's organizing this. They were having a problem with, with their payments on the site. And I sorted out a solution for him. And um, as a payment for my time, I got a free ticket, which is great. So I, it's going very well for me so far. I've saved a fortune. I'm getting down there really quite cheaply. So 90 quid for the hotel, 90 quid for the flights. I'm 180 out at the moment, uh, you know, plus whatever food it costs me to and my airport parking. So it's going well for me so far. I managed to keep those costs down. Uh, now, I spoke to another author this week who said he's going to Airbnb it. So don't forget Airbnb if you need somewhere even cheaper, if you just want a room in a shared house. Um, I'm too old for that now. You know, I like my own room with private facilities these days so airbnb it would have to be an apartment for me but i, I i'm the travel lodge is fine uh, but the, there's going to be a lot of demand for those rooms so you need to do you need to commit to this and get in there quickly so and i'm banging on about it but i re, you know as a as a podcast host i'm telling you this is the one you need to be at in september so if you can get there please try and get there and it's going to be great for networking as well of course um, so that's it really for my news this weekend. Um, I'm recording this on Thursday. I'm going to be, I hope if it doesn't pour with rain in the UK, I'm out with the family. Uh, we're going to go and explore some caves, would you believe, on Friday if it doesn't pour with rain. And then on Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to finish off email unbox. I beg your pardon, MailChimp unbox. That's the name of the book I'm writing. This is a non-fiction book. It's it's updated, but I had to do quite a lot of updating on it, more than I expected to. My oldest child has now proofread it, so I just need to do final checks, get it on Kindle, get it on Amazon, do a proof version on uh, CreateSpace, and then get the thing released, which um, which I hope to do as soon as possible. So that's the job for this weekend. And because I'm going into the weekend refreshed, completely fresh with a clear mind, I haven't been writing fiction all day, I can tell you that work's going to get done this weekend. So I will be telling you that that book is is finished uh, this time next week. I'm that confident. So thank you very much for listening. Just a reminder that on Monday, my guest is a gentleman, an author from Scotland, who I met at the Amazon Academy event in Edinburgh. This goes back to what I was saying about networking. Uh, Stephen Mackay. Stephen did a, uh, was on stage with me. Uh, you know, I was the imposter that was wheeled on for the Alliance of Independent Authors. And there were, you know, there were successful authors on there, not me. Uh, I was talking on behalf of Ally. And, um, you know, Stephen's uh, done a remarkable job. He's shifted. I think he, he's, he's exceeded 100,000 books now. He's been on Amazon bestseller lists. Um, in, really interestingly, he's, historic, he's a historical fiction author who writes about the Robin Hood story. Well, he, he's actually just writing a new book which isn't about the Robin Hood story. But that's where he's made his sales and his money um, on Robin Hood books, which is, you know, remarkable because you would think, well, hang on, haven't we heard, haven't we heard that story a million times before? But Stephen's sales say otherwise. He's doing really well and hot off the press he's just landed a book deal with Amazon they're publishing his next book so you know it's a really good story loads of practical advice and tips in there from Stephen and that's going to be on episode number 73 next Monday Monday the 24th of July 2017 I hope you have a fantastic week of writing I'll be back next Saturday see you then thanks for listening to Paul's podcast diary make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.